0: So, scripture, Isaiah 9, 6. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So I've been meditating on what it means to be a Prince of Peace thinking of Jesus as Prince of Peace, Prince of Peace, Prince of Peace, Prince of Peace, Prince of Peace. Wait a minute. What about the Garden of Gethsemane? You know, when he was in turmoil because he knew he was about to go on the cross, he was pleading, crying, praying. Was he being peaceful then? I had to think about it. And then it was like, wait a minute. What about the vendors? You know when there was all those vendors inside of the the temple grounds and he had to usher, usher them out, form the whip, rope? Was he being the prince of peace then? I had to think about it. Do I even know what peace is? This is what the world says about peace. The dictionary, peace Freedom from disturbance, tranquility. He just wanted to drink a few beers in peace. That's their example. Number two, a state or period in which there is no war or a war has ended. An example, the straits were to be open to warships in time of peace. So it's clear just from the dictionary that even the dictionary doesn't know what peace is because the dictionary is telling you what peace isn't. It's not this, it's not that. So straight away, you want to know what peace is? Go to the Bible, because you will find peace everywhere in the Bible. Straight away to Proverbs. Blessed is the one who finds wisdom, and the one who gets understanding. For the gain from her is better than gain from silver, and her profit better than gold. She is more precious than jewels, And nothing you desire can compare with her. Long life is in her right hand, and in her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who lay hold of her. Those who hold her fast are called blessed. It's telling you here, it is a way. It is a method. Again, my son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments for length of days and years of life, and peace they will add to you. It is something that can be given. Again, deceit is in the heart of those who devise evil, but those who plan peace Have joy. You can plan for it. It doesn't just happen. And then Jesus, blessed are the peace makers, for they shall be called the sons of God and daughters. You can make it. You can create it. So back to the Garden of Gethsemane, it's obviously that Jesus knew what was about to happen, and I'm sure if any of us knew that you are about to be tortured and hung up on a cross, you'd be praying and going, Lord, Lord, take this away from me, please. But it made me wonder, it made me wonder, like, if you're in fear, is that a sin? So I had, to, I had to dig. So I, I dig deep and I found, I found this. Fear is an expression of unbelief or distrust in God's nature, character, or promises. If it's in that expression, it is a sin. Other expressions of sin are not sinful, like when a child is afraid of the dark, or when an adult is afraid as a result of trauma. The Bible teaches that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Hmm. you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever for the Lord God is an everlasting rock. In that moment of turmoil, he digs deep to the rock. What is the truth? And Jesus comes up like a lamb to the slaughter, in complete peace. The world will have you think that that was an immense moment of hardship and anguish, and it was. It was painful and stuff, but there was peace inside of that. Knowing that you're grounded and the pathway is with God, that's where there is peace. Wherever God is, peace. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh and its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Keeping in step with the Spirit. Do you remember in the armor of God in Philippians, it talks about, the boots of peace. It's on your feet. It's an armor. But you take it wherever you go. On your feet. If you, if you have shoes on that have no grip, there's no power there. Instability. You get grounded. Any fighter will tell you that all strength comes from the feet, from the ground. The whole body comes through. Being grounded in peace can be a weapon. Is he talking about weapons and he's talking about peace? Do you even know what peace is? The world doesn't. The easiest way, the easiest way to get out of peace is to sin. Sin, you compromise, you, you do something that you know that you shouldn't be doing. It gets in your head. It starts to take over, creates an opening. If you don't want peace, easy. Do something that goes away from God. Go to the flesh. Focus on your pleasures and desires you'll find yourself constantly chasing after that. Trying to prove something. Your identity starts to become in the things that you're doing. Sin. If, if you want your home that is a place of sanctity to be compromised, just let the vendors stay. And let the vendors turn it into a, a den of thieves. In the temple, there was a compromise happen. Instead of being a place of peace, of prayer, it ended up being a place of a market. I mean, they were supposed to be there, they were allowed to be there. But what would happen if you don't confront that thing that is disturbing your peace? Why do you think he ushered them out? If, if your arm causes you to sin, chop it off. That's what Jesus said. If there is something that's causing you to, to break out of your, your, the presence of God, to, to break you away from God, get rid of it. It is better to be an armless person But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. There is a right way to confront things. We have this thing of like, oh, I don't want to confront because it's not going to be peaceful. It's going to be awkward. it's going to feel I have to uh, that's not peaceful. That's not peaceful. I, but the thing is, is like you could, for example, if, you, if there's someone you don't like, you're going to start avoiding them. Do you reckon that's peace? If someone you have a problem with, Is that what you're going to do? Stop seeing that person? I only have peace in this part of my life. What about all parts of your life? There there has to come a point, right? There has to be a confrontation. But that's not peace. What are you talking about? Do you want peace? Confront. There's a right way to do it though, of course. There's a right way to confront something, somebody about something. There's a right way to make sure that people are aware of your boundaries. It's not about just being angry or upset about them saying something that you feel is not right. But they should know where your boundaries are, right? I don't do this. I don't do that. The right way to do it. do everything in the name of Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. It's tough to confront people about something, especially when you know it might bring things up. When I first became a Christian, I um, I was working in a cafe, and I... Um, Like I was, it was. I think I became a Christian in September. next month. Yeah. And um. And by December, the beginning of December, I was committed. I was like, I was, I was getting convicted by all the giving messages and tithing, and I was like, I'm in this. I'm in. I'm all in. I'm going to start tithing. You know, I'm. What I believe is like, if I just give 10% of my wage, then I don't even have to think about it. I can just do it, because I'm all in, right? And then, like, three weeks later, I got fired. And I was like, but I just started giving. Like, you know, like, how is that supposed to help? You know, like, I was really, like, confused, right? But the way that I was fired was so abrupt. It was Christmas time. I, I was in a cafe. I was a barista, and it was Christmas time. And then I got a Christmas card. In the Christmas card was $100.00. And uh, I thank you for your service. Uh, we don't need you anymore. Don't come back. And I was like, what? No warning, no nothing, just like that. I was spewing. I was so angry. Like, I oh, was so disrespectful, you know? And so I was packing my things. And one of the things that I had was a little tamper. Like, when you're a barista, you have a little tamper that you use to to push down on the the grip, the tamper, I had bought that tamper. So it's not the cafe, it's mine. I bought it. So I'm taking it. See how you go without this. You know? Good luck to you. You try getting one, it's so hard to get. You know? Good luck. Bye-bye. I was gone. It was mine. It was rightfully mine. What am I going to give it to them? But the thing is, right, this little tamper just sitting there on the shelf, I'd be listening to, to preaching, living worshiping, and the thing was just going, Yvan. Yvan? what? Yvan. take a look. Ah, no, 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 it's all right, it's all right. I was listening to preaching, I was listening to John Bevere, I'm a fan of John Bevere, going through his DVDs one after the other, the other. Even Remember me? (sighs) Picking it up, looking at it I definitely did not leave that situation well What am I supposed to do? Give it back What? This is mine Give it back No and just that, that time when I was getting this, like having that damn thing just highlighting I me mean, so much, shining even more than it usually shines, right? I, I, I got volunteer of the month. This is what used to happen in this church. Ages ago, we used to give volunteer of the month. And so I got, you know, like I got a movie ticket and it had a ribbon. And I remember taking the ribbon off and I tied it on it and I did a nice little bow on the little tamper. Okay, fine. You want me to give it back? I'm going to give it back. I come marching to the cafe, haven't been there since I got fired. Could not walk into the door. I was just like, no, they were wrong. They were wrong to do that to me. I can't do this. I called up a friend, someone from this church. Called up, it was Ed at the time. Talk me through this, man. I'm not going to do it. He goes, no, no, no like he's telling me, you know, how <laughs> this is cool, blah, 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 blah. No, nah, man, I'm not doing this, man. And he goes, no, no, no. And I was, I was literally right next to the door on the other side talking on the phone. Like I needed that little help to sort of get me going. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. I walk in. And as soon as I walk in, everyone froze. Like all the people working there were like, <gasps> you know, straight away defensive. Like resisting, you know, and I'm walking in there all awkward, and I'm said, I went to the owner. I'm giving you this straight away. Oh, it's like this tension just left the room, and the person was like, Oh my, look, I feel so bad. I'm so sorry. It's all good. It's fine. And everyone was just like, Wow, we've missed you. Blah 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 blah, and the demeanor just changed a hundred percent. But I didn't even realize that I was even holding on to this resentment or anything. But the funny thing is, I let them go of something, something that was holding on to them. All of a sudden, they felt free. I, I, left, with, I left without the tamper. I gave it to them with a little ribbon and everything, and I walked out. And I was just like, wow, wow. Can't believe how different. I don't have to think about that anymore. I don't have to worry. I can even go back if I want. You know, It just changed everything. And here's the, the crazy thing. You ready? Three months later, I'm working in a cafe, make good friends with some guy, some guy who loves coffee making. He says to me, "I'm giving up coffee making. I want you to have my two hundred dollar tamper. You have it. This beautiful, designed with." alternating, like to change with cushion and everything compared to my piece of metal. And then this guy's thing was like 200 bucks. He gave it to me and walked out. I couldn't believe it. Now I have that tamper. that's like, uh, uh, this story is like a victory. And it's just an amazing, I could not believe that happened. I still can't believe when I think about it. But the, the freedom that came out of that too, all of a sudden that part of Redfern is not out of bounds anymore. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. I don't know if you've noticed, but mental illness is something that's been spoken about a lot. It's definitely talked about on the rise there's, there's, there's a lot of turmoil in terms of mental illness people in depression these people need to talk to people in peace this, this place is a place where the doors are always open to whoever comes in To come and talk to someone who has a fear of God doesn't judge and is full of peace. Have you noticed how different it is when you come to talk to someone who is full of peace? What a peaceful person is like? How easy it is? How fun and freeing it can be? Someone who is open and honest oozes peace a true child of God. It's like a refuge for someone that's going through hardship to talk to someone who is full of peace. It's a sanctuary. You are that church, the very presence of God. When you ooze of that peace, you're giving that peace, but you are giving freedom. Freedom to that person. It's very apparent, too, when you're full of peace. You can tell when someone's in peace and when someone's not. When you are in step with the Spirit, how easy it is to talk to anyone. It doesn't matter. There's nothing they can say that can can offend you. How can they offend you? You've got God. You know what God says about you. You know who you are to God. Doesn't matter what comes out of their mouth. You can change it. You can speak love, speak peace, speak this rivers of living water that are inside you, the Spirit of God that gives that freedom. When you're walking in peace, walking in the Spirit, And yet, like, we step out of it all the time, right? Like, it's a fruit. It's a fruit of the Spirit, right? But the fruit falls down. And then new fruit needs to grow. We have to be nourished through the rock, right? So that we can get this Spirit, this fruit of the Spirit, that can be given to others. But we fall out of it all the time. Just give me 2 hours with my kids and I'll tell you what I get into anger very fast. I got to repent a lot. But that's all it is. Be aware, repent. Go to God, I'm sorry. Go to the people, I'm sorry. It's not It's not hard. God didn't make it hard. His ways light his burden is light and easy but you've got to go to him it's not in your own strength we can really hammer ourselves for falling out for, for sinning or whatever yeah sin is not good it takes you away from God God doesn't like it when you go away from him but all you have to do is turn back repent it's easy it can it can affect your ego and your pride and oh you have to let go of those things be surrender to god be light because he's the one that's making you light rejoice in the lord always i love this scripture and again i will say rejoice Martin Luther King Jr., he went through a very hard time with the civil rights movement in the 60s, but he was also a pastor. And one of his famous quotes is, true peace is not merely the absence of tension, it is the presence of justice. He's someone that knew conflict. But he also knew that it was a way. It wasn't something that people can take away from you. If you are grounded in the Lord, nothing can shake you. That is the true maturity of a Christian. And don't get me wrong. I find it hard to hold sometimes. You know, I I fall away. But I just repent. No, it's not in my own strength, but I rely on God. Ask Him to forgive me. Ask Him to equip me. Ask Him to give me wisdom and clarity in the situation. Let us be light in the world. Let us be the salts of the earth that brings the flavor. Finally, brothers or sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things. And the God of peace will be with you. If I could ask the the band to, to come up. Don't be fooled by what the world says is peace or not peace or turmoil or not turmoil. Don't be fooled. I'm just going to pray. I thank you, Father. Father, I just pray right now for your peace that exceeds all understanding. Father, I just pray for your spirit to fall on each one of us and that we become aware of your peace. Let our thoughts and ideas and concepts fall in line with your thoughts and ideas and concepts. Father, help us to walk in peace. Father, help us to be peacemakers. Help us, Lord, to shine a light to the people that are in darkness. Father, help us to bring your children home Bless this house, Dad, so that all that walk into these doors will feel your peace. Father, bless us all with your love, your light, and above all, your peace. truly amazing, you are truly beautiful, you are holy, holy, holy.